Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is 420. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Cheddar Fries Day. Where do you sit on cheddar fries or or cheese fries in general? How appropriate is the Cheddar Fries Day today when it's 420? It couldn't be a better day, honestly. Maybe if it was like uh, Chips Day or something, like Doritos Day. Uh, but yeah, National Cheddar Fries Day on 420. That's pretty National, appropriate. National uh, Snack Day. Um, National Snack Day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also National Pizza Cake Day. I really don't know what a pizza what cake is. What the hell? Is. I don't know. Um International Pizza Cake Day. I've I don't know what this is. This looks very very questionable. International Pizza Cake Day is celebrated annually on the third Thursday, yada yada yada. Some people probably wonder is pizza cake a cake that looks like a pizza, or is it a pizza in the shape of a cake? Well it can be both. So you can have a no, cake. I'll pass. Yeah, I'm I'm all out on this one, man. I don't, me, I don't. Give me some cheddar fries, though. Uh, maybe some uh, bacon bits thrown in there too. Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm right with you, man. Have you ever experimented with like different types of cheeses on French fries? Like, I know cheddar is the main one. Yeah, ever, I've, had like, I've had mozz. I've had mozz on there. Um, I've had some just regular American cheese just melted, you know, over top of it. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've, I've tried everything other than cheddar cheese. I don't. Well, have, I'm not a big fan of Swiss. They have a thing up in Jersey called disco fries. Ooh. Uh, that is, it's it's the thick steak cut French fries. Yeah. With, with melted mozzarella on top and a little bit of brown gravy sprinkled on it. And okay. It's absolutely heaven. Uh, we found it when we were up there working. They only have it in Jersey, though. It's not a New York thing. It's only a Jersey thing. Uh, we found it at a little diner there in Jersey. But uh, disco fries are a nice little twist on the uh, the normal cheddar cheddar fries, uh, cheddar cheese fries that we love down here. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, Billy, the Braves fall one to nothing to the Padres last night. Unfortunately, the winning streak doesn't continue. Bats just couldn't get hot last night. Uh, we only had four hits in the entire game. Uh, Hilliard had two of them. Pilar had one, and Ronald Acuna Jr. had the other. Charlie Morton, though, last night looked really well. Best outing of the year, in my opinion, for Morton. Unfortunately, he does get saddled with a loss, but he did pitch a really good game last night. Went six innings, only giving up one earned run and striking out five. That's really great to see out of Charlie. Uh, one of those things that you'd like to see Charlie sort of settle in. Um, the first couple of outings, not the best. Uh, he did give up three earned runs, two earned runs, two earned runs last night. He brought those earned runs down to one uh, in his outing. So that's good to see out of Charlie. Just couldn't get the bats going last night. Billy couldn't get them hot. And, you know, that happens in baseball. It, it's nothing to nothing to be too worried about, in my opinion. It's one of 162. Bingo. And 
that's the biggest thing you have to take away from this. Um, it's it's one of those outliers because honestly, if you look at like you mentioned, there's four hits. That's not typical for the Braves. There's no runs. That's not typical for the Braves. The pitching was stellar. That is typical for the Braves. So there's just it's one of those outliers as far as hitting is concerned that we didn't get anything across. We were 0 for six in with runners in scoring position. Um, not great. Um, but you know it is what it is. So we'll we'll make it happen, and we'll come back we'll come back home on Friday and uh, start against those cheating strows. That's right. That's right. Oh, hopefully all the trash cans in uh, the TP have been removed. Uh, we do take the series from the Padres, and we win. What is that? Four or no? Excuse me. One, two, three, four, five. We win five out of the six road games we played in by combining the KC series and the uh, San Diego series. So, yep. you know, I, I'm not going to be too concerned about the, uh, the one Oh game last night. We are still in first place by two games and the Mets had a little trouble last night and we'll go over that another cup of coffee, but the uh, Mets might be in a little hot water. Unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Rays did win last night. So we're two games back for the best record in baseball. Sam Hilliard, had an amazing leaping catch to Rob Machado and a fan of a home run ball. Uh, one of the best catches I've seen all year from a Braves outfielder. And that was in the ninth, if I'm not mistaken. Was it I not? Or so, the eighth? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of in the eighth. Eighth or, yes, you're right. Yeah, it was the eighth. It was it was really good catch. Um, and, and good for Sam. You know, he's, he's making the most of it while being up here. Um, you know, hopefully, we mentioned this before, too. Maybe Ozuna just doesn't come back to Atlanta. I like, yeah. Yeah, I like, you just leave him out of San Diego. Just, uh, just, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, he did He did get up the bat last night, though, Billy, and he did strike out. So, um, you know. No. Yeah, yeah. Lowering his average to .083. He's hitting a, a cool, calm .083. At the plate, I've been really impressed by the play of Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar, uh, Pillar and left and Hilliard Agreed. in the center, uh, playing in you know both of them sort of are stop gaps and both of them have played you know defensively fantastic. Hilliard's hitting 375, Pillar's hitting 241. Um, you know the, we're we're getting a lot out of those stop gap players that we have that are playing for some of the injured regulars that we have. One of the cool stats. I'm pretty sure that I think Michael Harris Jr. is back Friday. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what Sam Hilliard or Kevin Pillar's options are. Uh, I assume both of them are, are veterans, so I think they both stay on the forty-man roster because both of them have been playing, you know, really, right. really well. So I, I say we, I say we get rid of Ozuna, cut Ozuna, uh, and and bring somebody, bring somebody up, bring somebody up that can help with the DH. One of the cool things that came out of not last night's game, but the night before. Uh, that we forgot to talk about, Billy, on the 18th. Seven MLB pitchers have made at least 10 appearances this year. Jesse Chavez is the only member of this group who hasn't allowed a run. Billy, how in the world do the Braves keep getting away with trading Jesse Chavez and the team that picks up Jesse Chavez always cuts him? He comes back to the Braves and just pitches lights out. Um, I don't know. But who cares? I, I appreciate him on the team. Every time we say that we're trading him, I'm like, really? We're doing this again? 
Um, but God, he's pitched so well. Like he's he's been outstanding for us, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely outstanding. He he has been out of the bullpen unhittable, and it just it kills me every time we trade him because I'm like, oh well, he'll be he'll be back on the team. Uh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks. Same thing with Adam Duvall. Every time we trade him, it seems like, oh, yeah, before the uh, before the trade deadline, we'll pick him back up. But yeah, Jesse Chavez, dude, has been has been absolutely lights out all year long. I mean, every time he comes in, uh, he just, he, I mean, he can't be hit. He has a 0.67 whip right now, which is, I mean, that's that's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. That's stupid. Yeah. Through nine innings, ah. nine, nine innings pitched, five hits, no runs, nine Ks, uh, I mean, he's just, he's absolutely, absolutely humming it out of the pen. Billy, one of the things that's been swirling around rumor-wise in Atlanta has been that we might get an NHL franchise back here in Atlanta. We we might get, I don't know if it's going to be the turn of the Thrashers, but the NHL might be looking at Atlanta for another expansion team. One of the thing, one of the big things, and I'm going to put this question to you being our resident NHL expert, what should the new NHL team in Atlanta, if we get one, what should they do better than the Thrashers did to stay here? Don't have an ownership group that sucks donkey, you yeah. know what? Yeah. Um, that's that's rule number one. That's, um, bold, that's been bold letters right at the top of the page. Yes. Um, number two, have, have fan engagements. I think the Thrashers did a really good job of fan engagement, but you have to you have to spend money in order to make money, right? That's an old adage from a business standpoint that you have to make sure that you do this. Yep. Spend money on marketing. Make sure that you market the hell out of the team and make sure that people know this game is out there. Do you um, think that was one thing that the Thrashers didn't do well, the, the marketing no, aspect? I think no, they did a pretty good job. I think they did a pretty good job, but I, I think they need to continue that, especially especially in Atlanta. Um, you know, we're if it's going to be up in Alpharetta or, you know, wherever the hell it's going to be, we need to it, just make sure you... Social media needs to be active, number one. That's another one. Um, it needs to be out, like it needs to be easily accessible as far as uh, finding it on uh, TV. I think that's the big one right there, Billy. That you that you touched on is the TV part. This yeah. needs to be this needs to be readily accessible and e easily found on TV. Um, yeah. You, you know, for all the stuff that that Atlanta United has gone through with the Apple TV Plus, I think it's doing a good job now. Once they sort of worked out the kinks. Uh, I still hate that it's not on normal cable uh, and, and the Braves, you know, going through the Valley stuff. I think that's the key right there is is if they want this NHL franchise to be successful, they have got to be easily accessed on TV or a streaming service or something like that. Yep. Yep. So that needs to be there and you need to have, I know this is going to sound terrible, but you need to have a star. Um, oh, of course, of course somebody that the team can rally behind somebody that the city can rally behind be a fan of you know you need to see that all those jerseys or sweaters in the in the stands that needs to be there um here's the thing Atlanta is such a transplant town that most of the transplants are from hockey cities right right so 
most of these people love the, the game of hockey. And a lot of people that live in Atlanta that don't know the game of hockey just haven't fallen in love with it yet, in my opinion. So that's the problem I see with bringing hockey to Atlanta is that's the reason that's the reason soccer worked. That's the reason why Atlanta United is so big is because, like you said, it's a transplant city. Most of these guys, most of these people that move into Atlanta are from northern cities with deep, deep hockey heritage roots. Coming to Atlanta, they don't have soccer roots. So a new soccer team that pops up, well, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll root for this team because the MLS doesn't have deep roots, deep, uh, you know, rooting roots in America. So a new soccer team that's fine for people from Jersey, from Ohio, from New York, from wherever to pick up a new, a new soccer team, a new favorite soccer team. It's going to be a lot harder for these transplants to, to switch hockey allegiances, or right. maybe even maybe even have a second team possibly if it is going to be Atlanta. Right, and that's the biggest thing. But people will show up. People, I mean, and this is—I had this this conversation with somebody the Bill other day. Bay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and if you look at it, Atlanta Spirit, Atlanta hockey. Are you going to go to a random Atlanta hockey game just to watch hockey? Because sure. I love football, and there's no way in hell I would do that for a Falcons game. Sure, I would. Yeah, I I would go just especially that close. Um, it's a lot closer than Nashville and, and Charlotte. Um, but here's the thing, like Atlanta Spirit, who I I, I hate saying their name out loud because it's kind of like Beetlejuice. Um, they own anything anymore? Uh, I, I hope not. I don't think they do. I think they sold off all of their everything they've owned. I think they sold off. I think when they own the Thrashers and the Hawks, the Hawks actually, or excuse me, the Thrashers actually outdrew the Hawks in that entire time, as far as attendance is concerned. And you want to talk about the Atlanta Spirit said, "Oh well, the reason we're selling is because the fans didn't show up." Bull bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no, there's that's you can't say that. So it's I don't I don't appreciate it. I you need ownership and you need you need a good team, you need a you need a superstar and let's let's make this big in Atlanta and let's let people show up. And I think that's the big thing, too, that I'm kind of curious about is who's going to be the ownership group? You know, I know it's going to be up in the Burbs, up in uh, up 400, up 575, or wherever it's going to be up north. You've got to have a strong ownership group that's going to pump money into this. And like you said, they're going to have to get a big, flashy superstar to start this off. Um, you know, I, I would assume that most Thrashers fans would come back to the NHL team, whatever it is, if it's the Thrashers, uh, if it's a new team. I don't know what the mascot's going to be, but I think the the old Thrashers fans would come back in droves to support this. Um, and I think putting it up in the Burbs, I think it's a good idea. Instead of putting it downtown Atlanta, I think yep. putting it up in the Burbs is a smart idea. Uh, it's worked for the Braves so far in, in phenomenal fashion. And um, whatever the new NHL team is going to be, if we get it, is going to be in the same sort of sterile shopping mall the Braves in that obviously nobody comes to, nobody cheers for and the Braves Stadium, super quiet. Uh, you know, thank you, Bill Pulaski, for that one. Um, I, I think everything around it right now is pointing in a positive direction. I just want to know what the what the ownership group is going to look like. That's the big question to me, is who is going to own this? I, I know you're against this, but I think the best, and it's not going to happen because they've already announced where it's going to be, but the, the best owner for this is Arthur Blank. I, I mean, that is that is the best 
the best situation in Atlanta would be for Arthur Blank to own this NHL team and treat it like he has Atlanta United. It's not going to happen. Arthur Blank's not going to do this. But in my opinion, that's that's the best case scenario is Arthur Blank is the owner of this new NHL franchise. Yeah. One other thing that just popped in my head, Billy, ownership franchise-wise, or NHL ownership franchise-wise, there is a there is an Atlanta legend that was also a really good hockey player. You think Tom Glavin has any interest in being in an ownership group for an NHL team in Atlanta? Sure. That's a pretty good yeah. name. Yeah, I think so. And I think he would be, especially with his roots to Atlanta right now, um, yeah. he, the Blavins have definitely rooted themselves in Atlanta. I think um, he would be a really, really good name to have in an ownership group, especially a face to uh, an ownership group. Yeah, and he and that the the stadium's going to be up there where the rich folks live, where Tom Glavin lives. That's a that's an interesting name that just popped in my head. So we'll see what mo- more information will come down in the coming months and years to see if NHL is coming back to Atlanta or not. Uh, we hit up the 4A, 5A, and 7A baseball first round matchups in 4A area seven. That is Central's region. Central will travel to North Oconee next week. North Oconee is 24 and four on the season. They are number 11. Uh, they're the number 11 ranked team in the entire state and for classification 4A I believe they're the number 2 ranked team in all of class 4A so a big big test for the Central Lions in round 1 of the playoffs this year let's let's go Lions Um, let's and first of all let's go Lions number 2 congratulations to Riley Presnell in your first year you're making the playoffs in, in a very very tough division um, so congratulations to the Lions and, and Riley Presnell there. And, and spoiler alert, the Central Lions and Riley Presnell needed to sweep both uh, Cardinal Direction Whitfield and the other Cardinal Direction Whitfield uh, to make it into the playoffs, and they completed the sweep of Northwest and Southeast Whitfield to close out the season. Yeah, they they needed both of those sweeps to get into the playoffs. They did. They qualified. Uh, so congratulations for making the playoffs. Your prize is North Oconee in week one, uh, which is which is not as bad of a matchup as Temple has. Temple is traveling to Metter. I was talking to Parker Andel last night, and, uh, you know, Temple travels to Metter, the back-to-back state champions. So congratulations in making it into round one. Here's Metter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, I'm, in, uh, I feel for him. Yeah, yeah, that traveled down there. In 5A, Area 5 region, Villarica will either host Greater Atlanta Christian or Kell. Right now, both Greater Atlanta Christian and Kell are tied on division standings. They both have the exact same record in the division. Not sure how that uh, that division does their tiebreaker because I think each one does them a little differently. GAC is 14 and 11 on the season and is the number 16 ranked team in 4A. And Kell is 14 and 12 and the number 19 ranked team in 4A. From what I could tell just on max preps, not a ton of difference between these two teams. I think GAC is a little bit better than Kel, but not much. You're really splitting hairs. Uh, and Villarica will host either one, doesn't matter who it is, on Monday. And if they can k- take care of business, win both games on Monday, they won't have to play on Tuesday. But if they split the games on Monday, they will have to wrap up that series on Tuesday. But they are at home for the Villarica Wildcats. That's helpful. And yep. congratulations to Villarica. Villarica still at the number one seed in that region? 
Yes. Yeah. They, they're the number one seed. They beat uh, they beat Chapel Hill last week to be region champions. So they are the number one. They are the number one seed in that region. So we've got Villarica. We've got Bowden. We've got Heard yep. County. Yep. Is that it? Hosting or region champions? Region champs. Yes. Those are the three region champions we have in our area. Awesome. Yep, we won. Good. We won three of the three of the nine regions, or actually not even nine. It'd be less than that. It'd be what seven, I think. Three of the seven, so almost half of the regions that our teams are in, uh, they were they were champions in. Yeah, something uh, like that. Uh, in seven A area two region, Carrollton will host Valdosta tomorrow night. Seven A playoffs uh, start tomorrow. I didn't think anybody started until next week, but seven A starts tomorrow and six A starts this weekend. So Carrollton will host Valdosta tomorrow night at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. with a doubleheader tomorrow night with an if game on Saturday at 11 a.m. Valdosta is 15 and 12 and is the number 18 ranked team in 7A, a team that I think Carrollton should be able to handle, uh, honestly, probably tomorrow night. Carrollton should go out there and win both those games tomorrow night and go on to round two of the 7A baseball state playoffs. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, Trojans. All right, Bryce, well, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Mm-hmm. In a game that you called last night on the Hometown Sports Radio Network, Temple Falls to Villarica 14-2. Um, big game. What was the kid's name that you named player of the game? And I completely forgot right now. Leighton Heineman, Heineman, the catcher. Yeah. The catcher for Villarica had a huge bases clearing triple in the second inning. Uh, Roman Marin started for the Temple Tigers, just couldn't – couldn't find the strike zone um and and villarica man they just they hit the cover off the ball last night uh very patient at bats from the wildcats too a lot of plate discipline from just about everybody up there for the villarica wildcats so it was uh it was fun to see man that place was packed it was senior night both the away stands and the home stands it was it was standing room only probably about 15 20 minutes before the game even had first pitch so it was a beautiful night last night we're gonna gonna do it again on friday night Yep. Uh, Mount Zion beat Airway Christian 5-1. to one. Heard County at Bowden, we don't have a score from. I'm not sure they played. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I didn't see any posts about it yesterday, so that game might not have happened. Uh, Central beat Southeast to Whitfield 18-1 and 19 to nothing. <laughs> Let's go. That's the way to roll into the playoffs. That helps. That helps yes. your confidence. That helps your... Oh, God. I, I, I just hope Central does... You know, at least gives them a fight. Uh, in slow pitch softball, your Lady Rebels have headed to the final day of the GHSA state tournament. They defeated Oconee nine to four last night and Franklin nine to eight. They will play West Lawrence t- today at ten. Send good vibes. These ladies are two wins away from the state title. Let's go, Lady Rebels. I wonder if they're. I wonder if that's going to be on MFHS Network today. Uh, I hope so. I am gonna. I'm gonna find that out. And as you run down the rest of the stuff, I will let everybody know. Uh, in gymnastics, Villarica is heading to the final four. The first time ever that the Lady Wildcats are heading to the gymnastics final four in the state. So congratulations to the Villarica Lady Wildcats. For heading to the final four and the Smith's four coverings games and events calendar. We have one thing uh, outside of the Lady Rebels playing uh, against West Lawrence today at 10. Uh, baseball, baseball versus Daresville is at 555. 
So yeah, there you go. That's our Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee, man? Bro, I need something. <laughs> I need to wake up. Well, let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong or Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Oakland A's agree to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip. Wah, wah, wah. It looks like it is just a matter of time until the Oakland Athletics are the Las Vegas Athletics. I assume they won't change their name. You think they'll change their name? I hope not. I like the A's. Start. I like their. I like the A's. I like the colors. I hope they don't change anything. It is a. Uh, it is pretty cool, Billy. I can't find anything on on NFHS Network uh, about them televising the slow pitch softball game. I'll reach out on. Uh, I'll reach out on Twitter today and see if I can get a, an answer. But right now, just first glance, I don't see anything on NFHS Network that is going to have it televised. Uh, Domestic-based United States and Mexico sides battled to a draw. Nil-nil uh, last night, just in a friendly between the U.S. men's national team and the Mexico team uh, in soccer. Caleb Wiley did come in for Sergino Best uh, later in the game. And kind of a lackluster game, honestly. Uh, it, it's, it's a friendly, so there's not a lot of... I don't know. There's not there's not a ton of juice to win. You know, the U.S. always wants to beat Mexico and vice versa, but definitely not as uh, not as much juice as if this was a Gold Cup game or a Concacaf qualifier or anything like that. Right. Uh, catastrophic turnovers doomed Bruins in Game Two. Lost to the Panthers last night, Billy. I flipped this game on later in the night. It was like six to two Panthers. I was like, oh, I thought the Bruins were supposed to be good. They are good. Um, it's one of those throwaway games, man. Sure. It's. I promise you, it's one yeah. of those throwaway games. They're sure. gonna, yeah. they're gonna destroy Florida from now on. Uh huh. That's all. That's all I've heard this year. Oh, the Bruins are so good. They're the best team ever. They lose six to two to a team from Florida. Florida doesn't even have ice down there. How do you lose to a team to Florida? So the Panthers are gonna knock out the Bruins in round one. That's gonna be embarrassing for all those Boston fans. Uh, the New York Mets, Max Scherzer ejected after checks for sticky substance. Billy, did you see this whole saga go down yesterday? Yeah, I did. And it was awesome. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I'll be honest with you. I feel bad for Scherzer, man. I um, do too. It, like Scherzer is, Scherzer is the last person in baseball that I would think would cheat. I, I've never, I've never seen, I've never heard anything bad about Scherzer. He seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Um, but yeah, they, they threw him out for, for cheating, for having sticky substance. And I watched him explain it. He said, you know, when you mix rosin sweat with rosin. sweat, yeah, it yep. gets sticky. And like, obviously. So it's funny because it's the Mets, but it just yes. sucks because I, I'm sort of a Max Scherzer fan. Um, but yeah, go, go watch the interview. If you haven't seen it, you, you almost feel bad for Scherzer. Like Scherzer's up there. Like I did everything they wanted me to do. And I did it right in front of an MLB official and it still wasn't good enough for him. So, yep. it, and, and he is facing an automatic, what, 10 game suspension, I think is what the automatic suspension is. Yeah. He was thrown out and gets a 10 game suspension, but they, he can, I guess, um, go in and, and uh, why did my mind, this happens when you're this early in the morning. Thank you. Appeal. Yeah. You can yeah. appeal it. So yeah, lose, I don't know the word. How, how do you appeal that? Um, like, I, I don't and know how you send like, your glove and <laughs> pictures of your arms and hands and stuff. Like, yeah, like send it in and be like, look, this is what they said I had. It was 
Yes, it was sticky, but it was rosin and it was sweat. Yeah. Get a get whoever whatever the guy was that did the the experiment on Tom Brady's underinflated balls, get that guy on the uh, yeah. Max Scherzer Rosin deal. See if we can call him up and get him to do some legal testing on it. Uh, billion today in 1944, the NFL legalizes coaching from the bench. My question is, where the hell did they coach from before them? They were the coaching stand, on the stands. They were coaching on the field. Yeah, but they why would they have coach. to legalize it? I don't. I don't know. That I don't know. Why is was why was that outlawed before 1944? They weren't up in the booth because hell, we didn't have you know that type of radio technology back in 1944 with headsets and stuff like where the hell were they where were they coaching from stands a, a hot air balloon great question don't know <laughs> i'll have to ask coach jetmore next time i see him uh he'll, he'll tell me where they were coaching stands he was up in the stands riding on popcorn boxes throwing plays down the, to the sidelines to his players um but yeah that just kind of caught me off guard this morning you got anything else to add today man no uh let's go lady rebels you know, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go. Lady Rebels go out there and win a state championship. And uh, let's go VR uh, gymnastics team. They're also competing yeah. for a state championship. That's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night up at the University of Buford. Uh, but yeah, the Rebels go for a slow pitch softball state championship today. And I will be all over social media trying to figure out if there's a way to watch this right now. I don't see it on NFHS network, but it doesn't mean it's not there. For Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!